Want to have your product or business featured on this podcast? Get in touch with us. Contact us through the website at potisteri.com for more information. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. Hey, Bo. Good morning, man. Man, good morning to you, sir. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. It's been a little while since we've done a morning show. And, uh, you know, we we always, you you always say 9 a.m. And, uh, you know, whenever we do this, it tends to be more between 9.05 and 9.10. Well, it's uh, around 9 a.m. Yeah, yeah. It's circa 9 a.m. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we're great. (laughs) Uh, Man, I'm glad to be here. Glad uh, it's a beautiful morning this morning. And, uh, got a lot of friends tuning in live which is great and uh yeah man man that's good yeah i want to say first of all thank you to you and then also thank you to the live show for uh uh, being flexible uh last night i was actually given a a presentation on the power of podcasting uh to some local developers i'm actually giving the same presentation tomorrow to very uh, powerful well it's it's powerful it's powerful it's uh the power (laughs) but it's uh, anyway, it was it was a it was a fun fun group of uh, folks last night at this uh, big developer meetup they had here, and there's going to be uh, one uh, Wednesday morning, which is kind of a bunch of local entrepreneurs, and so I'm excited to do that. But uh, one way or the other, y'all are so gracious uh, as always, and so uh, thank you very much. Well, man, we've had a lot going on uh, just in the last couple of days. Yeah, it's been super exciting, really. Yeah. You, so, uh, which one was starts? I don't know. I I, I think we um, we start. Let's start with the uh, 45th anniversary of the yeah. Of the let's shop do it. Here, I'm yeah. I'm so stoked about this. So yeah, what happened? Well, we had a great time. As uh, you know, folks, if you've been tuning in regularly, uh, you know, as you know, we uh, our our, our pipe shop old south pipe shop here in mississippi we just turned uh just turned 45 and uh we are so happy the country squires uh family and community we had old friends stop by from all over the the country which was really great a lot of mm. folks called and uh even wrote memories down of kind of what they were uh That's you know their so first cool. experiences in the shop it was so cool we've had so many folks that um you know have been in that shop for super memorable moments and um, it's just, it's just a neat experience. So we, uh, we were happy, uh, really happy to, to do it. Uh, as you know, we had, you know, a host of events, but, uh, our last one, we had our official birthday party and right. it was great because we, uh, you know, actually one of our, uh, friends and customers brought us a cake, big sheet cake, homemade completely with homemade icing and everything, but it had a, uh, country squire, the shield logo kind of emblazoned on the front of it, which was really great. So, um, we got that and, uh, finally we're able to debut our, our, uh, country squire branded, uh, pipes, which are 45th anniversary pipes. And so we had the Reeves edition pipes, which were, which were beautiful Neptune pipes. And, and, uh, we wanted to get something that were maybe not quite as, um, you know, financially prohibitive <laughs> right, right, <laughs> that right. people could get. And so we, we do have some, uh, $99 country squire branded, uh, uh, 45th anniversary pipes. And those are available on our website. So be sure to go check that out. But, but um, the Reeves edition, of course, are sold out. The Reeves edition are sold out. That yeah. beautiful powder horn that, uh, our friend Pete Prevost and the guys at Briarworks did for us. So, um, yeah, that was, that was really great. And you but, trolled me with that one last time I was at the shop. Oh yeah, absolutely. You're like, check, check this out. And I'm looking at it i'm like oh my gosh you know like i don't even have any budget but i'm buying this pipe and you're like no no that one's mine it's gone i'm sorry <laughs> that one's all mine uh, that was great probably the highlight of our birthday event though was that um our good friend uh john michael george right. uh conspired with me to uh surprise our our folks at the shop so basically we've got a, a really good friend uh one of the two pipe carvers at rocks pipes uh, that we proudly sell to Country Squire. He is a missionary that is currently on a two-year stint right. in Papua New Guinea. 
Um, and so he's living in the jungles down there and all this crazy stuff. But he got he got really really sick. Actually, he got came down with this dinghy fever or whatever. And oh, wow. I'm probably not saying that right, but it's it can be fatal and it's super taxing on your immune system and all this kind of stuff. So, um, you know, it it was it was tough. He got stabilized, but it took it because of that he had to go back into civilization for a little bit. So I think he's in one of the larger towns in in Papua New Guinea. Uh, now, but because of that, he has access to the internet, and I was able to secretly conspire with him. We kind of snuck him in uh, on a Skype thing, and I I uh, announced to everyone at the shop that evening, you know, that we had a special guest. Y'all come on back. I want you to meet him. And uh, I opened up uh, the MacBook, and and there was John Michael. And of course, Man. everyone got really excited. And so the, you um, took a screenshot great. of it too. It was great. I took a selfie with him. Yeah, yeah. that panned, uh, you know, two continents and. Uh, you know, over a, a very large ocean. So it that, was great. That was awesome. Cause I mean, it was, yeah. it was, he was obviously, he had his little square down at the base, but right. then you had, it was you surrounded by, I, I don't know if that was everybody there, but I mean, a ton of people. It was several folks. Yeah. yeah. We had a bunch of guys in the background as well, but um, it, it's really good. It just shows you kind of the connectivity that the pipe brings. Cause uh, you know, John Michael, obviously missionaries down there kind of devoting his life to, to, uh, you know, helping people and meeting their needs uh, physically and otherwise and, and also spiritually. But, um, you know, it's cool. A lot of those folks never in a million years would have bumped into him. Uh, but John Michael, because of his car- of involvement in the uh, pipe carving world, uh, has just made friends all over all over the country. And so uh, people were able to kind of tap into that. And uh, folks were really excited. It so was great. That went pretty well, ultimately, just uh, Skyping him in? Yeah. Yeah, okay. it went great. I had actually never used Skype on my MacBook, so I kind of had to do a little troubleshooting last minute there. But, yeah. Uh, and I'm a technical, you know, imbecile Genius. anyway. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> it's terrible. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, we did great. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, yeah. You know, that's that's interesting because, I mean, you know, I saw, I was on uh, Facebook. It was obviously in Grand Rapids at the time and yeah. was scrolling through, seeing the pictures from the event, just like kicking myself because I wish I was there. Uh, and then I, I saw, it, when I saw you were Skyped him in, like at first I just saw you were Skyping people in. I was like, why didn't he call me? <laughs> I could jump on Skype. Like, it was just one person. Well, and then yeah. I saw who it was. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> uh, that's that's acceptable. But you know, it might be kind of cool if uh, you know. I mean, I know we just in the Magnolia Pipe Club, we've got some people who are kind of outside of even the Magnolia State who are members. Yeah. yeah. It might be cool if we did some sort of like Skype hangout, or next time we have a big event, maybe do some sort of live streaming. Dude, of that's it. a great idea. We could get, even use the get uh, all our Magnolia Pipe Club folks kind of kind of involved. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I might um let, let's kick that idea around because I, I could I could set up the camera and even just use the the Country Squire radio embedded you know that player that's on yeah. the site and yeah. stream it from there might be kind of cool I like it now nah, we'll we'll we'll, ta- we'll tackle that we'll one figure we all that around. out yep well that sounds awesome I'm glad you had a blast it was good but man you were on the road yourself oh, tell dang. us about I love the uh, shirt you're wearing I want to hear about that in a sec well but, uh, that's the thing yeah this this particular podcast is yeah. brought to you in part by Beardcore Media. <laughs> <laughs> Not only did I come back with a shirt, but uh, this is oh, look courtesy of Mr. Great. Rush Beardcore himself. Oh, that's beautiful. Dude, Rush, thank you so much, bro. I appreciate it. Can I just say yeah. that I love hanging out with Beardcore? Yeah, he's, like, good. he's good people. Dude, it was great. So we had the big meetup. I'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. But the day after, um, I... I well, uh, that's wicked. I love it. Is that not awesome? <laughs> I love that shirt. That is so great. It's going to, every time I wear it, though, it's going to put my beard to shame. It's like, that's not you. That's someone a lot more manly than you. <laughs> it's it's beard goals. That's really what it is. Yeah, beard goals. Yeah. 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 So that works. Now, but um, uh, <laughs> the, the beautiful thing about visiting family now is Uber. Are you familiar with Uber? Yeah. Okay. So Uber, of course, if you're not familiar, it's the service that you can... Uh, 
Uh, you can pull up on your phone, log into this app, say, I want to, I need a ride from this place to this place. And then somebody drives up, picks you up and, and you go. And uh, there's no tips based off of it because they are all based off the star rating. Right. So you right. never have to kind of figure out this awkward calculation or deal with your money afterwards because it's all, you know, you go, you get in their car, you go out, they, you know, ding your PayPal account and you don't have to fool with anything. You don't even think about it. Oh, it's right. so wonderful. Um, and, and you're you're no longer stuck in places. Not stuck. I shouldn't say stuck. Yeah. But let's just say that, you know, you've spent a really awesome morning with your father-in-law fishing. You've been catching stuff left and right. Yeah. Uh, you even caught like a nice sized sunfish that you actually get to bring home and show to your daughters. <laughs> <laughs> but you get back and the rest of the family, your wife, your kids, her mom, they're all gone. And so it's just you and your father-in-law who you just spent a wonderful morning with. Right. Why, right. why ruin it? Why, why not go out on a high note? And so I jumped on Uber, got a ride and headed down to, uh, I actually asked Beardcore for like a good coffee shop yeah. recommendation and yeah. met up with him downtown in Grand Rapids. That's great. The day after the meetup and, uh, and he brought those shirts and we just got to hang out. That I even, worked out great. Dude, I even taught him how to use Periscope. Oh, well done. Like if you follow me on Twitter, you can kind of scroll back and, and see that because it's really funny. Yeah. It's like, it's like two old men like, how does this thing work again? <laughs> it's, it's really, really funny. But, uh, that's yeah, awesome. Man. And we had a blast, but yeah, no. Okay. So the night before that, uh, as we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks we've had this meetup planned yeah to uh, go to uh, founders which is a brewery um i i didn't remember uh just how busy that place gets which was it was slam man it was crazy uh and actually so i got there i ubered my way on over um rush was already there thank goodness he actually had half a table uh, that he was trying to fight off people to yeah. maintain some chairs and everything <laughs> and uh sat down with him for a couple of minutes and uh you know took a selfie posted it so that people would know you know hey these are what we we look like come find us because <laughs> it was crazy man it was yeah. slammed but um we had a we had a wonderful group of people yeah actually, it sounds like there was a good turnout and people were really uh really thrilled to be able to connect yeah man we had uh eric from uh indian river tobacco traders he's yeah. been featured on the show actually from my last trip up there i did a shop talk with uh yeah that's uh, right indian river and um yeah that guy's awesome i, I like to call him eric the red because he's got a big red beard <laughs> and he always looks at me like he hates me calling him that so. i'm sure he does <laughs> yeah like when you call me jd or you call timothy tim the apprentice it's, I mean, it's, it's with just, love though yeah it yeah but on your side <laughs> <laughs> you're the on. one that experiences the love you know jason mill we mentioned him he drove from kalamazoo he's not from kalamazoo he's just up yeah. there on work uh he was working on the railroad like he he literally like works on the railroad. Wow. And uh and just a really cool guy. And I actually got to mention um he uh, had an observation about uh the pipe drooling. We talked about that probably yeah. last week. And he observed that he's noticed that more and more with kind of sweeter tobaccos. Okay. And so more like the sweeter the aromatic, typically the more drool you have to kind yeah, of compete and I, with. And I could see that. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense to me. And I kind of I noticed a, a similar thing happening with me. I'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Uh, Jimmy Somerville, Robert Rich, uh, Scott Elv. Now let me tell you about Scott Elv and yeah. his lovely wife. Yeah. Uh, they were the first to show up, if I'm remembering correctly, after uh, me and Beardcore got there. And uh, sat down. Dude comes walking up with a stormtrooper shirt. <laughs> so I mean, like we we are just brothers from another mother. Like right, I, I already right. know. Like we've got a connection. Immediate right connection. He hands me this gorgeous work of art. Yeah, as a gift. This Look is at incredible. This. And you 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 showed me some photos of it. And I, this is the first time I've ever laid hands on it. Yeah. So this is. Uh, so he he is not a professional pipe carver, and that that's not not what he does all the time. Right. right. However, he uh, he's been dabbling. His wife says that uh, he does it on the, the the breakfast room table. And so I thanked her for the uh, the contribution <laughs> for, of the breakfast room table. That's right. That's right. But this is a gorgeous gorgeous pipe. It's man. a volcano briar pipe. Looks amazing. Actually, it's funny because I opened it. 
it up upside down and yeah. I was like, oh, it's it's missing a hole. <laughs> <I flipped> it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's this is so awesome. Scott did such a great job. It's uh you know what a lot of folks uh, love to do now. It's taking uh, this plateau briar with the exposed bark there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's finding the perfect grains to kind of head up to the bowl, but then he's turning the block upside down and right. carving it like that. It's just gorgeous, man. So it's got some exposed plateau uh, there at the end with a plug-in style uh, tenon, and uh, man, that is just great. I showed that to everybody as I was uh, I just throughout my Grand Rapids trip, and it's just it's a yeah. gorgeous pipe. And this is the beautiful thing: I have never gotten a chance like to smoke a pipe with the carver yeah. himself. And so, I, dude, I was stoked, man. That's funny. I it? had some of my uh, Frog Martin cellar and uh, loaded it up and, and you know, yeah. got, got a chance to uh, smoke a bowl and, and chill out with him. And I'm like, man, I'm, I think the carver's right here. He carved this pipe. I was like, it just, I don't know. I was kind of geeking out a little bit. Good job, Scott, man. It looks great. Well, that's not all, my friend. He also... This is what I'm you. excited about. This, this is so beautiful. Cool. Now that's Bethlehem olive wood. This is olive. Yeah, and so now this, as he he told me, like it's it's all one piece. The, yeah. the stem doesn't come off, but he knows that you like it for the pipe. Uh, yeah, to be go all the way through, all the way through. Yeah. And so he says it does do that, and it's just I I saw it, and he you know he was. You know how the artist is never like really yeah. happy about their work, He's right? Like, like he was real nervous even to show me some <laughs> of his other pipes, and I was like, dude. You have no idea. I know is, JD is going to flip out. Man, when he this sees is this incredible. Thing. Yeah, I was I was just jumping up and down when I uh, when I saw it, and uh, yeah, on and I, this is the first time I've held it. But I, Scott, this is my first olive pipe. I've never owned is that an right? olive pipe. Yeah, that's awesome. I, and so it's great. It's got a beautiful uh, green uh, acrylic uh, lucite stem on it, and uh, just matches with the olive really well. Uh, the olive is really nicely spalted, which is beautiful, and it's kind of a horn shape. It enters. Uh, just at a nice angle, and um, man, I'm just I'm just thrilled. I just couldn't be happier. It's a beautiful pipe. So uh, I will smoke my first olive pipe probably today, and I will let you know uh, let That's you know awesome. how it goes. But uh, man, thank you so much. It's so thoughtful. Like it's incredible. Oh man, look, I, I really couldn't be happier. And here's the thing, man. I mean, like he, he, I was I was asking him. I was kind of inquiring more about how he got into it, and you know, does he have other pipes? And yeah, he brought some. Uh, with him and we, you know, as he was unpacking these pipes and I actually, I posted some pictures up on the Facebook page, but they're phenomenal works. Yeah. And he's yeah. been, it's, I'm, I'm not going to say the price cause I don't want to embarrass him, Yeah, but he has been grossly underpricing his pipes <laughs> and selling them, uh, just kind of to some friends and, and family and such. And I mean, like dude is, he's got a future. Man. He's somebody to watch, man. Cause like uh, there's one pipe in particular he had that, uh, that, you know, unfortunately the stem was, was kind of busted and we were talking through that. I actually yeah. tweeted reborn about it, Yeah, but it's this little Morta pipe and we've got a picture of it up on the, on the Facebook page and it looks like a little eight ball, like a tiny eight ball, yeah. Yeah. real, real small with this, uh, stained bamboo stem and, uh, then a stem kind of attached to it. And okay. it is one of the most like incredible I've, I would have never envisioned it myself. Yeah. And it's just, he's got, he's got such a flair for this, man. It's, that is it's really incredible. great. Man, we look forward to keeping up with you, Scott. And man, thanks so much. What a great gift. I mean, it's just such a, such a treat. So Absolutely. That's man. wonderful. Look, can't wait to smoke it today. Well, and it's, it's apropos that uh, you're kind of talking about the cleaning with that because today's topic, we're doing a little something for the newbies. We are. Which is not uh, a bad thing. Occasional pipe 101 uh, 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 topic. And Absolutely. we've got, uh, we've got pipe cleaning today. That's right, man. Yeah. Now, this I, is an important topic because a lot of people, myself included, are terrible at this. Yeah, and, and apparently don't know how to use a pipe cleaner. <laughs> We've got a lot of folks that just, uh, you know, have never uh, really kind of picked up the, the art of that. And it's really the worst amongst our folks that are newer pipe smokers and maybe just occasional pipe smokers. And they like, you know, they'll smoke their pipe. 
and they'll be like, ah, I'm going to put it in this box over here, just set it on the patio. Right. And, you know, they forget about it for three weeks. And then next time they want to go smoke their pipe, they uh, kind of go out there and it's like, man, this tastes, uh, you know, like topsoil. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's pretty bad. So it's just a good ritual kind of habit to be in. And it's one of those things that um, if you don't do it, you'll pay for it. Uh, but it's super easy. So uh, just one of those things. And I, I'd love for uh, you know our friend Reborn, too, to give us some feedback on this yeah. and other listeners as well. Um, but you know, pipe cleaning, again, very important. Uh, your pipe gets filthy uh, for a lot of reasons. You know, you've got, uh, you, you know, you've got, you know, the obvious, you, you, you smoke your pipe, you leave tobacco ash in there and it kind of sits and festers for a while. And then the juices kind of start to collect and maybe start to soak into the shank a little bit or whatever. Uh, you've also got uh, just the idea of really bad tobacco or maybe really syrupy tobacco. Mm, it's like mm. tobacco that's just real gunky and filthy and kind of, you know, uh, seeps into the, the wood just on its own. Doesn't even have to sit there much long. But, um, you know, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, sure does smell good and it might taste good, but it's going to do a number on your pipe. And, uh, you know, obviously uh, not cleaning, uh, you know, it can make your pipe just taste really foul. Another thing, too, that a lot of folks uh, kind of confuse with this, too, is they, they they buy a new pipe and it just doesn't taste very good. Right. And and, and that's more of a break-in issue. You yeah. know, you've got pipes that, uh, you know, you just haven't fully broken in yet, uh, you know, and, and, and it can happen on a really, really nice pipe. It's one of those things that if you buy a new pipe, and particularly if it's not pre-carbed, uh, you know, it can it can just take a little while to build some cake. You might taste some of the the carving material, whether it be briar or uh, you know olive or or whatever. But you know, the the pipe again, you have to think of it as a cast iron skillet, and so we we use that analogy a lot. But as you smoke it, as you continue to use it, it seasons itself, and so you know this is something that's going to pick up more of a tobacco flavor over time, right? Uh, particularly the tobaccos that you like to smoke, and so uh, just keep that in mind. But anyway, you know the biggest deal, Bo. Can I see your pipe? Okay, I guess. I mean, you know, there you go. The biggest deal uh, with with cleaning a pipe again is to moisture is your enemy. You got to deal with the moisture, and that's that's the biggest deal. So. Um, on Scott's pipe here, you know, you've got a situation where the tenon is a, the, the tenon is a plug-in style tenon. So when you remove it, it just kind of snaps out like that, which is really easy. Um, but the best thing to do, and, and again, if you've listened to the show regularly, you know that I'm a big fan of pipes that I can run a cleaner with all the way to the bowl. Matter mm. of fact, I, you know, it's, it's hard for me to even buy a pipe that, that doesn't do that. Occasionally I will. Uh, but, you know, I, I like to be able to run a cleaner all the way to the bowl. And the reason for that, mostly, is is that I like to uh, I like to clean the pipe even sometimes during the smoke. It's interesting. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, you know, if you've got a uh, pipe gurgle or kind of this uh, buildup of, you know, fluid in your pipe while you're smoking the pipe, it's just a good idea to take a cleaner occasionally and kind of run it in there. You're not talking about between bowls. You mean actually while you still got a little Yeah, actually in there. while it's something in there, even while you're smoking it sometimes. Huh. Uh, which is kind of nice, but but certainly uh, when you when you're in between bowls, uh, it's a good idea if your pipe can take a cleaner all the way to the bowl. Uh, you know, even while it's still hot, 
the beauty of, of that is that you don't have to take your pipe apart initially to clean it. Which you really never want to do while it's still hot. You, do, you don't want to do it all. So, you know, a lot of folks are going to say, okay, I'm going to let my pipe sit here for an hour and then I'll come back and take it apart and clean it. But what if you forget or what if that's something that, uh, you know, you just don't come back to for whatever reason, uh, like our friend Bo here. It happens gotta, way, way know, too often. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you, you, you literally just, uh, you know, run your cleaner in there um, and uh, swab it out a few times until it comes out clean. And then that's that's it. You're done. Uh, one of my favorite things to do uh, with a pipe cleaner, too, is to turn it into a U. Uh, turn it into a U shape okay. uh, where I bend it in the middle and then it becomes a U. And then I just kind of uh, swab out the inside. All you're doing there, you're not trying to dig uh, in there, real ream it really hard. Uh, the main goal of that is just to get out any loose tobacco leaves okay. um, and any kind of, uh, you know, errant uh, carbon or anything like that. But again, the goal is you want to build a carbon cake and that's, that's obviously very important. So, you know, especially on a newer pipe, you don't want to grab your pipe tool and kind of dig in there really, really hard. Mm. So, um, anyway, that helps a lot. Uh, you know, if, if you aren't able to clean it like that immediately after your smoke, um, let it cool down, obviously, uh, you know, rule of thumb is, you know, an hour, probably some people let it, you know, rest all day. Uh, but then you just kind of gently twist it back and forth and take it apart. And then you can run your cleaner through the stem of the, the shank of the bowl and through through the stem as well. So uh, it just makes it kind of easy. Now, what happens invariably is that your pipe is going to get uh, going to get, you know, nasty if you forget to clean it. And it's one of those things where it just tastes so foul. Uh, and again, you know, a lot of our seasoned pipe smokers that listen to the show and uh, obviously are watching this morning, um, you know, they know all this. Everyone, you know, it's kind of a kind of a thing that you just kind of comes with the territory as you continue to smoke a pipe. But, right. uh, you know, we wanted to go over this due to all the, um, you know, new pipe smokers that we've kind of engaged. We've got a lot of folks that are listening that just haven't smoked a pipe for very long. So, um, but anyway, you take your, if your pipe does get sour, that's kind of how I refer to it. Uh, there's a few things you can do. Go to your, uh, you know, local tobacconist, if they happen to have, which it's really hard to find now, but if they happen to have this pipe cleaning solution, which is mostly made of alcohol, it's kind of diluted, and it typically has a mint flavor, um, but that that's kind of the number one stop that you make along the way. Um, and it, it's just a, you know, a solution that you can dip your pipe cleaner in, okay. uh, even squirt a little bit in the bowl and then kind of scrub it out really good. Um, you know, so it's it not is, like you submerge the pipe or anything like that's that. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's gonna, you know, leave probably a little mint flavor in the pipe. Um, that but, ain't a bad thing. Well, it's not, particularly if you're an aromatic smoker, yeah. but, uh, it's one of those things that, you know, after a while it, it's going to burn out on its own anyway. Right. If you want to get adventurous, uh, and, and again, that, that mint-flavored uh, pipe sweetener is really hard to find now. They just don't make a lot of it anymore. Huh. So, um, you know, a, a lot of the manufacturers that, of that have kind of gone out. Um, and so it's hard to find. What you can do, there's a couple different options. Uh, if you partake of the uh, the fine spirits that our Lord has uh, gifted us with, uh, then you can go to your local liquor store and actually get uh, a couple of options. A lot of folks just use um, bourbon, uh, whiskey, brandy, kind of anything, you know, pick your choice. Most people will use some kind of dark liquor uh, to, to clean out their pipe. Now, a lot of these liquors aren't going to have high enough alcohol content to kind of um, 
you know, get all the germs and stuff. Like, right. it, you know, if that sanitize for sanitary purposes, but as far as re-sweetening purposes, um, you know, they're going to do a, just a fine job at, at that. So, uh, you know, anyway, uh, if your pipe gets sour, go get your favorite, you know, uh, liquor or whatever, and kind of, kind of put it in there. And, you know, again, same kind of thing. A lot of times what I'll do is I'll put a few drops of the the liquor inside the bowl and then kind of just swish it around a little bit and then tip the Drink bowl it. over oh. yeah and then take the sh- <laughs> and then take the shot and then uh you know I tip it towards the shank and let the let the fluid actually run out the shank really? which is kind of nice and so that way you're getting everything super super uh you know wet you want to immediately scrub it though cuz you definitely don't want extended uh, moisture inside your pipe. When for you a say long scrub it, you mean specifically the shank or the bowl as well? Both, yeah, yeah. both. So you'll again, you'll yeah, you know, kind of run it in and out the shank. Do your pipe cleaner in a U, and um, and and get the get the bowl really good as well. Um, you you want to be careful with these alcohols to not get any on the external part of the pipe. Anything that's right. got finish on it or stain on it, um, you, you know, you you really don't want that to happen. Another thing too is alcohol can do a number on ebonite. And so if you've got, you know, a stem that's not made of acrylic, that's made of ebonite, um, you know, occasional uh, very short contact with alcohol is good as long as you get it off fine, you know, get it off quickly. But if you're going to have, um, you know, extended use on the outside of the stem with alcohol, uh, it'll start to discolor the, right. the ebonite. So doesn't um, everything discolor ebonite? It just seems like yeah. If you look at it, it uh, it it oxidizes. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, actually, I shouldn't even be touching this right now. It belongs in a glass case in a museum. Thank so. you. <laughs> it belongs in a museum. Um, but an- another option to use that a lot of folks have started going to, which is kind of interesting to me, uh, if you go to your local drugstore, you know, or something, maybe even Walmart. You can get seventy uh, percent alcohol, just alcohol that you might use to, you know, clean a wound or something. Uh, but it's but it's not high percentage alcohol. It's a lesser percent. It's seventy percent. Right. Uh, it's still not for you know. You're not supposed to drink it by any means. But it's flavored with wintergreen or or mint. And so hmm. you can take this alcohol again. You want to do this sparingly because you know you're just not. You don't want to put. You want to put as little of any of this stuff in your pipe as you as you need to. Um, but you can use that, and it's just an idea to kind of simulate that uh, that pipe sweetener that we all uh, that we all miss so much. So mm. um, anyway, just an option for you. Those are some some things you can do. Uh, reaming your pipe is something you know we've got pipe smokers that come in the shop, and I think they kind of want to experience all the different facets of pipe owning. And so you know they may have owned a pipe for a month and smoked it you know, maybe eight or nine times. Right. And they'll say something like, is it time to ream my pipe? Like, can, can you take a look at this? Do I need to ream this? And um, almost always the answer is no. <laughs> you know, you, anytime you're reaming your pipe, you're really getting rid of real heavy, heavy cake buildup. Would that be essentially like um, almost resetting it? Yeah. Well, it's not resetting it, but it is, uh, you know, getting rid of a lot of the carbon buildup that has accumulated over time. Right. And when you have a new pipe, you just don't need to do that. Matter of fact, it's dangerous for the pipe because, um, you know, there's not enough cake there to protect a briar from you the reamer. cutting right into the yeah, actual you, pipe. Yeah, you, you cut into the actual pipe and then, you know, you, you've damaged your pipe and, and it can even burn out from that. So... Um, it's kind of interesting, but, uh, anyway, so you want to wait to ream your pipe. Um, and then, you know, if you are interested in kind of resetting your pipe, if that's one of those things that maybe you've smoked a lot of real heavy aromatics in your pipe 
and uh, you know want to switch it over to like an English blend or or something you know maybe some Virginias where you don't pick up a lot of the aromatic residue. Um, ream your pipe, get it as clean as possible, uh, and then and then you know my favorite is to do the salt treatment. You know take your uh, take your pipe, fill it with uh, with kosher sea salt, right, and then put some uh, alcohol uh, in it. Uh, Everclear does a great job. All the way to the top. All the way to the top. Again, uh, be careful not to uh, you know not to get the external stain or anything. You do not want to do that. Uh, but what happens overnight is that li- leave it overnight. You can kind of sit it in a bowl of rice or something where it, uh, you know, will leave the pipe standing upright. But it, what happens overnight is that salt and the alcohol will pull so much of the old flavors and the carbon uh, out of the bowl. And, you know, you'll wake up the next morning and that, that salt will be uh, just as black as it can be. Right. So, yeah, which is a great way to kind of reset your pipe. So Let uh, me ask you this, because yeah. I imagine there are people out there that uh, you, they may be kind of on the, the newer uh, uh, stage of kind of getting into pipes, pipe smoking. Yeah. They got a pipe. They tried one tobacco and they're like, oh man, I didn't like this. All right, yeah. let me pack up with salt. And then they try another tobacco. Oh, I didn't like this. Pack up with salt. So would that not be the preferred method? Is it actually better just to kind of, when you're first trying out a lot of new stuff, you know, work on it early on? Or should you yeah. actually reset it Every single time that you have, when, when you're trying to figure out what that right tobacco is for that pipe, man, not at all, not at all. I mean, it, you know, resetting a pipe like that is typically the last resort. It's like the nuclear option. It, it is. It's kind of yeah. like the nuclear option. Yeah, uh, yeah. You you don't want to do that unless it's just you know at all. Uh, it's the only option that you've got left. Um, you know, it, if you're a new pipe smoker and you've tried, you know, uh, like at the Squire, for instance, maybe you smoked a bowl of, uh, you know, Saratoga and then you smoked a bowl of Lancaster and then you flipped around and, you know, wanted to try uh, Bowser's Castle or Angry Cornishman. Like, um, you know, those first few puffs, you, you're going to you're gonna taste some of that. But if it's, you know, within the first several bowls of your pipe, you're just, you're just not going to have that experience as much. So, um, again, like the, the flavors w- will be residual there, but eventually it'll kind of work itself out. So, um, that's another thing with the alcohol, you know, you can actually just, uh, taste it initially. It just kind of burns itself away. Right. Uh, even with the pipe sweetener or, uh, bourbon or brandy or Everclear or whatever you use it, uh, it just burns up quickly. So, uh, it's kind of that concept of, you know, you light it, you taste it for a few minutes, and then it's gone. Man. Yep. There you go. Um, we've got a few um, a few feedbacks here. Uh, our yeah. friend Reborn uh, was really kind enough to say, you know, he's got a blog post, actually, that I'll go ahead and retweet here. And uh, he kind of goes through his ritual of where he, you know, how he does his pipe cleaning and what the, uh, you know, what the results are of that. He says, I swabbed the bowl out with a folded pipe cleaner uh, after I smoked to knock the loose pieces out. It helps clean, uh, keep the cake smooth, which is good. You want a smooth cake while you're, you know, while you're doing that. Let's see. He says, uh, and we'll make sure to share that blog post out on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he says he also uses 99% isopropyl, isopropyl alcohol, which is, uh, which is interesting to me. That's great. Uh, he says it evaporates really quickly and leaves no no residual flavor, right which is good. Um, he says you can also use uh, cotton balls in place of the salt in your pipe. So if you're doing the salt treatment uh, and don't want to necessarily use salt, or maybe you don't have the have the salt, uh, put a cotton ball in there. Uh, according to Reborn, and I've never done this, but it sounds like it would do the exact same thing. And uh, and then do the same treatment, and that that should work great. Uh, Pappy Joe obviously coughs at the idea of using uh, you know 
rubbing alcohol and says you should use sour mash whiskey. So, <laughs> Happy Joe scoffs at something. Imagine that. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we we have done an episode before on you know cleaning where we talk about the the external cleaning of the pipe. Like if your pipe has. Uh, you know, if it's uh, kind of faded in color or if the stem is oxidized, uh, you might want to check that out. Reborn, our friend, is a great resource for that. And um, and also, uh, you know, we'll probably do some future episodes on that too. But if your stem's oxidized, uh, outside of your pipe is, is dull or the finish is kind of different, maybe you've got some uh, smudges on there or something. Uh, you know, if you're trying to restore your pipe, that's a that's kind of another, another conversation. But... Um, but anyway, a lot of good resources out there for that. Man, it's good stuff. Yeah. When you get a new pipe, you want to do it right from the start. Well, you do. And if you don't get into good, you know, rituals at first, then it, it can devolve pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, no, this is but, true. But you really do pay for it if you, uh, you know, if you don't, if you don't clean your pipe regularly. If you're, particularly if you're a regular pipe smoker, um, you know, we have some pipe smokers in the shop. I, I just don't even know how they do it, but you know, I, I can count the time they've bought a bag of pipe cleaners on one hand yeah. it, since I've been there. And that's just, that's just awful. <laughs> and I give them, they know who they are and I give them a hard time, but you know, it's one of those things you really do need to clean your pipe. Um, you know, <laughs> what, what, one of these individuals, um, who, whose initials are Briar Bowser, uh, <laughs> he, he handled it. He, uh, he handed me a pipe one time, had me clean it for him. I was doing uh-huh. a little work on it. And, uh, man, I, I probably went through, you know, three quarters of a pack of pipe cleaners just to get it, uh, just to get it clean. And even then I was like, man, this is just as good as I'm going to do. Like I, <laughs> uh, my most embarrassing moment with this, which was really, really funny. Um, we have a local children's hospital uh, here in Jackson called the Blair E. Batson Hospital. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Dr. Batson, who who that hospital is named after, really uh, well-known uh, pedi- pediatric uh, doctor, uh, and he's 95 now. But uh, Dr. Batson has been a customer of ours for um, uh, just at 40 years now. And uh, great guy. As a matter of fact, his portrait in the hospital has him smoking his pipe. Love it. Uh, that he got from the Country Squire. Still smokes about a pound of Cherokee every six weeks. Right on. Uh, at 95, which is pretty cool. Um, but anyway, Dr. Batson brought in, uh, or he, one of his family brought in, no, it was actually his nurse, I believe, brought in the filthiest pipe I had ever seen <laughs> uh, for cleaning. He's like, you, you know, please clean this. I didn't even try. I was like, no, I got to send this off. Someone else is going to do this. They're going to clean it. And, and and it's funny that the tobacco, the chamber of the bowl was so nasty. You couldn't, I mean, the, the available space for you to drop a leaf in there was maybe, I don't know, the the size of the end of a, like a pencil eraser or something. I mean, it was just right. nothing, just terrible. And I, and, and it's funny, I had used that, uh, that, uh, illustration for a while to kind of tell people how important it was to clean their pipe. I was like, man, you wouldn't believe this pipe that Dr. Batson, you know, brought in is just filthy and, you know, all this stuff. And, um, one day I was saying that and the lady I was saying it to hap- I was like, what's your name? And she said, my name is Blair Batson. Right. It was his niece. Oh, man. <laughs> and she was there to pick up, uh, pick up his tobacco for the month. And I was like, you're a gracious saint. <laughs> Your family has done amazing things. Your family does amazing things, and we are so thankful for you. But anyway, it was really, it was really, really. It fun. does not forgive the, um, the lack of pipe upkeep. It, it does not. It does not. <laughs> Doctor Batson, uh, you know, we 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 
we believe that you uh, have the ability to clean your pipe and, yeah. and support you. So, uh, anyway, it was really funny. But uh, yeah, yeah, clean your pipe. Uh, if you do it regularly, you really don't have to worry about much of anything. Man, that's good. You know, I like not worrying about much of anything. Yeah, me too. And somehow that's a transition to our good friends over at Audible. That's right. If you head over to audibletrial.com slash CSR today, you can get yourself a free audiobook. And I got to tell you, man, I am reading this book called uh, The Art of the Start. Yeah, you what's know, that about? Well, you know, I've been doing this, uh, we've had this uh, startup enterprise with the Satchel podcast player for mm-hmm. Android, mm-hmm. which is currently in open beta, and we're looking for uh, more people to download it and give us your feedback. Yeah, And podcasters to head over to satchelplayer.com and register their podcast through it. But um, anyway, as, as we've been kind of starting this foundation for this new business, uh, it was recommended to me that I should pick up The Art of the Start by Guy Kawasaki. Yeah. And I got to tell you, man, it's phenomenal. Like, like I've just been engrossed in this book, and I'm so glad that I've got the ability to listen to it on Audible. Otherwise, I'd never get a chance to actually sit down. What's the What's the premise of the book? It walks you through the idea of what you need to be doing at the beginning of your startup, and then also just kind of in the early days. Yeah. Extremely practical advice, some very, uh, in, in some points, like just some very, uh, um, well, I'll put it like this. So he makes mention of the fact, this, this was a quote from the book, that yeah. if you don't hate the first product the first iteration that you put out right then you launched too late interesting which you know and that made me feel so good because the first version of course <laughs> the version that we have out now is so much better but the first version of satchel that we put out when i look at what it was i cringe yeah and it and you know but that's just part of it i mean you got to get out there you got to make some noise you got to let people know that you're you know you're trying to and solve feedback problems too that's the idea exactly and so uh anyway so it's a great book guy kawasaki uh just really really some great stuff here so it's called the art of the start you could actually get that as your free book from Audible when you sign up at audibletrial.com slash CSR. And it helps the show. Absolutely. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
Bagpipe Question of the Week. Pipe Question of the Week this week is brought to us by the New Orleans Pipe Show. By the way, a couple of folks from uh, GR coming to the New Orleans Pipe Show. Is that right? I, th- I think, I can't remember Beard said he's a definite or if he's like a 90%. Or like a, yeah. But one way or the other, if that's the case, ladies and gentlemen, Beard you know, stop the presses. <laughs> Beard is coming to New Orleans. He's going to be at the NOLA Pipe Show, which means you should be too. Don't come for us. Why would you come for us? Come for Beard Corps. So, uh, so be sure to be there for that. Uh, you can register at nolapipeshow.com. That's N-O-L-A pipeshow.com. That's yeah. going to be the first weekend coming up in October, which yeah. is right around the corner. Yeah. So yeah. going to be a lot of fun. Greg Holder writes in. He says, uh, what are your suggestions for a good introductory tobacco that I can offer to friends who are curious about pipe smoking? Uh, yeah, my personal recommendations uh, from our house blends are, are always super consistent. And a friend of our of ours and of the show, uh, Billy Marscalco, who lives here in, in the greater Jackson area, but he he was right when he said this to me. He was like, you know, new smokers want to come in your shop and they want to smoke something super sweet and syrupy because it smells so good. Mm. And and. And that's great, and we, you know, obviously want people to to enjoy, you know, the aroma of their pipe and everything, and the and the taste. But um, most of those tobaccos are so hard to learn to smoke a pipe on because they're so doggone wet. Uh, they're gunky. It's hard to clean. It burns your tongue, uh, and it it is, uh, you know, hard to keep lit. Is is the idea? So, um, you know, Virginia tobaccos and very lightly cased tobaccos are great to start smoking a pipe on they're just great for new new smokers uh partially because they're just uh they're dry drier typically um but you know easy to keep lit easy on kind of your mouth easy on your tongue um and so i kind of point people in that direction we've got a couple options at the shop that uh you know i I always point new smokers to uh black and tan has become a real yeah a real big hit for folks uh black and tan is a uh just a just because yeah. of the season, or why, why do you think that is? I, I well, I think it's mostly just because it's such a nice, uh, great room note tobacco. It's got really simple, sweet flavor to it. It's not uh, overwhelming with the sweetness, but it's easy to keep lit. It's it's a uh, very lightly, uh, you know, seasoned with uh, some sugary, uh, you know, toppings and vanilla, and uh, it's just a. You know, it's just a really simple tobacco, but it's one that uh, is pleasing to to you, to your companions, and uh, and also is uh, just easy to keep lit. So mm-hmm. I point people to that. I also point people to Merriweather. Uh, Merriweather can be a little harsher, just a real clean Virginia blend, uh, than the black and tan, but it's got a great room note, super easy to keep lit. You know, if you're smoking a uh, tobacco and you're looking for a tin of tobacco that accomplishes the same thing, you know, the capstan is really good, just a real clean Virginia. Uh, I'd get the one without the without the perique in it. Um, you know, other ones too, uh, I'm trying to think, you know, as far as a kind of an aromatic tobacco goes, you might go with like the Nutty Cut from Peterson. Or you might go with uh, like a Mellow Mac or a Tastemaster from uh, from um, our friends at McClelland. Uh, you know, something that is super easy to keep lit, but might be a little harder burning for newer smokers uh, on the mass market uh, would be Scottish Mixture. I'm a big fan of Scottish Mixture. Right. The only reason I say that is because I personally started smoking it uh, very early in my pipe smoking uh, process. And uh, and it was it was just great. I, it was a really good tobacco for me to learn on. Uh, another one, too, is Peterson's Irish Whiskey, uh, which is good. Uh, Peterson, uh, you know, their Irish Whiskey, uh, again, most Peterson tobacco is going to 
going to burn a little hot, but, uh, you know, easy to keep lit, uh, you know, and that kind of thing, which is, which is always a plus. So, um, yeah, Orlick is, is a good option too. Orlick golden slice. So I might point folks to, to one of those. It's good stuff, man. You know, what I love is just when these, uh, questions are asked in, in kind of community forums like Facebook and, and Twitter, uh, people also jump in with kind of their own, you know, answers as well. Yeah, yeah. And this one, uh, you know, Greg, uh, wrote in asking it, uh, Jamie shows actually wrote in, uh, saying that Parsons blend mildly aromatic and smooth. Uh, JD sent me some a week or so ago and I recommend it for start for a starter blend. Also, I highly recommend their Blue Ribbon. It's his fave. Yeah, so. yeah, that's great. Blue Ribbon's a little wetter, but the Parsons blend is so good for new smokers, too, just because it's really, really clean. Absolutely. That was a great pipe question. If you've got a pipe question of the week, send it in CSR at potisteri.com. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Listener feedback this week comes in from iTunes. J.D., you want to take that first one? Yeah, it's from uh, Saint X, and it's from iTunes. He says, the fiery friary. (laughs) (laughs) What a name. The fiery friary. He says, uh, after being a cigar smoker for the past five years, I decided to explore pipe smoking. Uh, Needless to say, I lost interest quickly in the hobby pastime and felt discouraged until this gem of a podcast. Uh, Thank you, John, David, and Bo, for their confident insight and brotherly fellowship that inspired me to persevere uh, through the early days of the pipe smoking intricacies. Uh, Soon I found myself uh, listening to CSR every day and even repeating episodes that poured into the subjects of interest. Hmm. Uh, Tobacco Talk is my favorite and inspired me to try all of the Middle Earth blends. Uh, Continue the impeccable work, and I look forward to the day when I get to share a bowl to the glory of God. Yes, absolutely. Man, what a great encouragement this morning. Thank you so much for that. And uh, yeah, hang with it, dude. Hang with it. Let us know if we can be of any help. Absolutely. We got another one in from uh, Grimm's Bums who said, uh, awesome, if you smoke, carve, or just simply like tobacco pipes, this podcast is for you. Before long, you will want to make your pilgrimage to Mississippi to visit the Country Squire in person. Until then, visit the store's online site and the CSR site, too. Keep up the good work, guys. Let's go have a day. Man, that's great. I'm, I'm blushing this morning. <laughs> I, feel, I feel so, uh, my, my head is getting larger. Man, look, we, we <laughs> love this kind of feedback. It is a huge way to help fuel us up and, uh, and help support the show that doesn't cost you anything. You can go over to uh, iTunes, write us a review, and uh, and help us out that way. Another way that you can kind of help us out in kind of a, a different kind of sideways is going over to satchelplayer.com. That's right. And even if you don't have an, an Android phone, you can actually sign up to be notified once the player becomes available for uh, iPhone. Uh, the more people that we have helping us test it out in the beta, I cannot tell you how much that helps me personally. So, uh, so uh, satchelplayer.com is the place for that. Also, you can keep up with us during the week. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, and you can get us at the shop at, at underscore Country Squire. And of course, the Twitter handle for the shop or for the show is at Squire Radio. We love interacting with you guys during the live show that we do every single Monday night, typically uh, at 7:30 p.m. Central Time. So hopefully, we'll see some of you there next week. Well, man, I, I know this was uh, getting back the old school style. Yeah, man, it kind of threw us for a loop a little bit. And uh, again, I blame it on the, the very nice folks and their, uh, you know, technical difficulties at Walgreens. But, uh, <laughs> you know, anyway, we uh, we made it and it was, uh, it was good to see you this morning. Buddy. Right on, man. Well, hey, let's go have a day. Let's go have a day. See you, buddy. You've been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit Pottery.com.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.